Welcome to Hearing God with Gary and Jane Berry. Do you want to grow in your intimacy with Father God, Holy Spirit and Jesus? Join us as we share insights and practical tips that you can apply today. Hi, I'm Gary Berry and together with my wife Jane, we host Hearing God, a podcast that helps people hear from God. Today we're looking at hearing God when God is silent, or it appears that God is silent. I think that's a really good statement, Gary. I think most times when we believe God's silent, I think it's a matter of perspective. But before we get into today's discussion, let's share briefly how we've heard God this week. Gary, do you want to go first? Yeah, look, I was praying for someone recently, and they mentioned how they had some anxiety about some issues in their life. But I really sense that God wanted me to release peace, not to focus so much on the issues, but to release peace in their life. And as I released that peace, I could just see there was a total change in the countenance. And it's almost as though the anxiety, the stuff that was holding them down was lifted off them. And it just changed their whole physical presence as I released that peace into the life. And that was as a result of God specifically saying, release peace. Wow. I had an example where we got an email about our mobile phone plans and they were increasing the fee, changing, deleting the plan we're on and increasing the fee. And I needed to ring them and say, look, don't want this new plan. But I really felt to put it off a day. It was on my list for that. I make a list every day. It was on that my list. Now I can be a bit prone to procrastination if it's stuff that phone calls I don't want to make. But that day I just really sensed, no, leave it till tomorrow. Next morning in the inbox, there was an email about a new plan that was a lot lower. And so I went, oh, all right, I'll ring today. This has just come out. Obviously, I was meant to ring today, get the lower plan. Just a small thing, but... Brilliant. Hey, that's... God speaks to us about the big things and the little things. Yeah. It's just a matter of tuning in to what he's saying. Mm. We have show notes on our website, garyandjane.co, and they just outline what we talk about, resources mentioned, Bible verses, etc. All right, Jane. So as we launch into this um, episode today, what are some of the key points or the key principles that are helpful to remember when we think that God is silent or we think he's silent? I think one of the first things is to be honest. So be honest with God and be honest with other people. There are other people being close, trusted friends that can help you unpack how you're feeling. But the first one, be honest with God. I think the problem is usually on our end and not God's. I don't think God moves away from us. He hasn't moved. Usually when we think God is silent, I think it's usually when things haven't worked out like we thought they would. What, are we thinking God's going to answer us in a particular way and unless he does, well, therefore he's not speaking to us. Yeah, so we may have been praying for healing for someone and they died or the job didn't come through or things like that. And so 
what we've got to remember is God's not a vending machine. Sometimes we want a roadmap from God that every little bit, but he's he's not a vending machine that we just go, oh, God, we want this. Can you do this? And he'll do it. God wants a relationship. It actually doesn't require faith from me if God tells me exactly what to do all the time. So, Jane, when you're saying be honest with God, what what are you meaning by that? Is it just being laying it out before him? This is the issue. This is yep. what's happening for me. Yeah. Tell God that you really, he sucks. <laughs> no, <laughs> really racked off no. with God. If you're angry with God or disappointed with God, you need to tell him. I mean, look, he knows already, but being honest just clears the air. God's character doesn't change because we've experienced loss. Now, Bill Johnson from Bethel Church in Reading, America, he actually preached several days after his wife died of cancer. Now, that's a huge church that's really big on healing, and his wife died of cancer. Several days later, in his sermon to the church, he actually said, God doesn't owe us an explanation. Sometimes we want all the answers. What we have to realise is there's mystery in life. There's going to be a lot of things that we don't know the answer to until we get to heaven. And then we may not even be interested in the answer once we get there, but there's a mystery in life. And so Bill Johnson goes on to say that there's mystery in loss. The privilege of carrying the level of revelation that God gives you will always be equal to the measure of mystery you're willing to live with. So our role is not to critique God but lean into him. So those times when we feel that God's silent is not the time to pull away. Lean into him. Now sometimes when we feel God's silent, we've been going through a desert-type experience, like a valley of dry bones from, I think that was in Ezekiel, grief or trauma, that disappointment with God. I can remember feeling really disappointed with God when he, so when our kids had severe allergies, anaphylaxis, and I believed God wouldn't heal the wouldn't answer my big prayers we'd had a close friend she was in her 20s years ago she died of a brain hemorrhage I'd had my mum die three weeks after our daughter was born we'd spent 10 years trying to have kids and then three weeks after our daughter was born mum died so despite all those prayers mum still died our friend still died and I just went, all right, so God will do the little things, but not the big things. See, I was carrying this disappointment that I didn't even realise. And it put a barrier on my end between God and me. And I think those are the times when we just have to be really honest with God and say, look, this is just totally unfair. I believe it's unfair. Get all your emotions out. Get all your emotions out. Tell them to God. I find it really helpful journaling my pain but not camping there. So don't camp in those 
painful experiences, in that desert experience. Don't camp there. Journal also your miracles so you can remind yourself. Like the memory stones from Joshua 4. Have memory stones that you can look back on and go, uh-huh, God does come through. His character is good. And I need to remind myself in those desert experiences. We are responsible for the seeds that we plant in our own heart. So don't allow disappointment and bitterness to fester there. I mean, who would love that in your life? Who would love to put that barrier between you and God? Of course, the enemy. So a really good thing to do, I think, when it comes to journaling, Jane, is like you write it, you journal it, you reflect on it, and then turn the page. Yeah. And so, so you've left that there or left it with God and you're starting a fresh page. You're starting a new day, a new perspective. Hmm. I really like that. That's like a prophetic act. And a prophetic act is something we do physically that has spiritual connotation and effect spiritually. It's like taking a step, turning the page, shutting a door. It symbolises something physically but also has a powerful effect in the spiritual. All right. So you've mentioned principle one, be honest. Can you tell me what principle two is, Jane? What is the next thing that you find helpful in this situation? Go back to the last time you heard God's voice. Oh, that's brilliant. Go back to the last time you heard God's voice. What did he say? Have you actually obeyed him? What's happened in your life since? Have you moved from God or had an issue with him? As I said, are you offended with God or disappointed with God? Maybe a time where you really need to repent of unconfessed sin. But above all, don't judge God by what he didn't do. I think also we need to look at our, our theology. Do we believe that God is always good? Now, in the Psalms, they're full of times where David is crying out to God saying, hey, why have you abandoned me? You're silent. Why aren't you answering me? But then in 1 Samuel 13, verse 14, we see that David's called a man after God's own heart. So you're not the only one that feels that God is silent. Use it as an invitation to grow and explore. So when you feel that God's silent, Psalms are the great place to start reading. Like Psalm 13, how long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Psalm 22, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Find a psalm that really resonates with you and read it. Just about every psalm apart from two psalms, I think one of them is Psalm 88, all of them end on a positive. David's in this really low place and then is able to turn it around. So read a psalm. Camp there while you read your psalm, but don't stay in that place too long. 
I think sometimes we have wrong motives. So James 4.3, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. Sometimes the answer may still be coming. In Daniel 10, he actually fasted for a few weeks until he heard God. Sometimes, in Luke 18, 1-7, the parable of the persistent widow. Sometimes it's about growing our faith and dependence. Sometimes we may feel God silent because we are not quiet enough to hear his whisper. You know, 1 Kings 19, 12. Elijah had this mountaintop experience and the next moment he's running for his life with people wanting to kill him. Heads to a cave, moaning to God, saying, hey, this isn't fair. God says, go out, stand on the mountain, the presence of the Lord, for the Lord's about to pass by. There's this huge wind and then an earthquake and then a fire. And after that came the gentle whisper. Are we setting aside time? to hear God. We may have to look at a different way of receiving from God. I think one thing to remember also is when we're looking at this second principle, second step, is to go back to where we last heard from God. Sometimes that can be a physical place, a place that you just connect with God. I know for Jane, you love the beach. And that can be, you know, just walking along. But you find there's real intimacy with God in that place. Can you just sort of unpack that a little bit more for us? What, walking with God on the beach? Or just... Well, going to a place where you last encountered God. Yeah, so look back and go, when did I last hear or receive from God? Was it during a, a special camp or a worship service or was there a physical place? And find out, like for me, running water, motion, movement. So like the sea, when, especially when it's really windy and rough, I love to hear God on the beach. It seems so much clearer to me. In the shower of a morning. So I'm expectant. I go back to that place and I expect every morning I'm going to hear God in the shower. So I will have a question ready as I pop into the shower, open the shower door. So go back to that place and ask God, I want to hear from you now. Can you talk to me? For me, what really works, and there's that verse from the psalm, be still and know that I am God. For me, it's just sitting down and really quietening myself, no matter where I am, but being very quiet and still. And as I do that, I find I can hear God with real clarity. But i just got to be still and quiet and minimise external things that may influence me. Yeah. That's a really good point. I think sometimes in our busy life, we don't make the time to be still. So, Jane, as we move along to our final step or our final principle that's helpful in in this whole area, what have you found to be that third area we're looking at today? I would say our third principle is, is God wanting to use my situation to increase my trust, to remember his faithfulness. And I talked about Joshua 4, 1 to 18, about the memory stones. God told Joshua to take 12 memory stones from the Jordan River, put them on the 
the side so that they would, whenever they saw them in the future, they would remember God's goodness. What memory stones do you have from those times when you have seen God's goodness in your life? And remember, when God appears silent, it doesn't mean he's unresponsive. He's still working. So as I said before, look at your theology, your beliefs about God. There's a lot of Bible verses like Philippians 4, 4-7, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And it goes on about don't be anxious about anything and then the peace of God which transforms, transcends all understanding. Now, we wouldn't be given those instructions if life was easy. There's an invitation to grow and explore with God. It's like John 16.33. Fight the good fight. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you'll have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. It's that invitation to grow and explore with God. Remember, life, life is not happy clappy. Keep showing up. Keep reading the Bible. Keep the lines of communication open. Psalm 37.4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, I, there was a time when I grew to hate that verse. When we were trying to have kids in the 10-year journey, people, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And that was hard because it was like, I'm trying to, but the desire of my heart is to have kids and it's not happening. So sometimes we can look at verses in the Bible through our own experience and get disappointed with God. There's a lot of verses about be strong and courageous. Don't fear. Go on an exploration with God and, and the Bible and find verses that will encourage you in this. 1 Kings 18, 43-44, Elijah was on Mount Carmel in a face-off between 450 Baal prophets, and he was there on behalf of God. And he desperately needed rain to come, and he called out to God. And he kept saying to his servant, go and look towards the sea. And seven times Elijah sent the servant back, and the seventh time rain came. So God is doing stuff behind the scenes. Sometimes. We have to be patient and just trust God's working. I think it'd be fair to say, Jane, that when you're talking about that 10-year process, I think overall you're in a really healthy place, even though you're hanging out to have kids and just struggling with the whole thing. You actually kept a very positive mindset. Yeah, there were some times that you were disappointed, but you just continued to trust God over that period of time. There was a little bit of bitterness that came in, but look, after the event's over, it's easy to forget about what it was like going through it. But I can remember there was a bit of bitterness. Yeah, I know Mother's Day wasn't the flushest day for you. No, <laughs> Churches do not handle Mother's Day well. Anyway, the fourth principle, Jane. Silence can actually be a sign of intimacy. Now, Oswald Chambers, he was an early 20th century Scottish evangelist and teacher, and he wrote this book called My Utmost for His Highest. It was a devotional. A uh, devotional, yeah. And 
he had a statement in there that said, when you cannot hear God, you'll find that he has trusted you in the most intimate way possible with absolute silence. Not a silence of despair, but one of pleasure. Because he saw that you could withstand an even bigger revelation. God is near in silence. It's like if you're with someone who you love, sometimes just being in their presence, in silence, no words have to be expressed. So it depends on how God is silent. So I think it's trusting God his presence despite how I feel and realising most times the silence is on our end. Would that be fair to say? Yep. Now today's prophetic activation and this is purely a chance for you to practice hearing, receiving from God. Just sit quietly before God for about 10 minutes. Now, when I do this, I like to start with an awareness of my surroundings and acknowledge the sounds. So if I hear a bird, acknowledge it, the fridge humming along in the background like it is at the moment, do that. And I... Just sit there and I, uh, that's the fridge, the bird. I invite God to come and sit with me. So God, will you come and just sit in front of me? And just purely spend that time with God delighting in him. And you may want to ask some questions. Lord, what would you love to say to me? Just sit there with God and just wait and see what happens. So it's quite a different prophetic activation to me. Moving on, both of us have asked God what he would love to say to us. Gary, do you want to go first? Yeah, I sense there's people today that are sitting in silence, that are feeling that, yes, they have intimacy with the Father, but there is silence at the moment. Now, I sense the Father's wanting to do one of three things for you today, that there's going to be a simple promise that's going to stand out in Scripture as you read it, and that's going to be directly from the Father for you at this time. For some of you, there may be just a gentle word that is given, that is just dropped into your mind. That is the Father. Don't doubt it. That is the Father just reassuring you that he is there, that he is listening to you, hearing your prayers, hearing the desires of your heart. There's going to be a simple word that will just be dropped into your mind. Thirdly, I sense there will be some where there will be a friend that will say something to you, that will just bring some encouragement, that will help you to hang in there during this time. But the Father's wanting to bring one of those three things to you so you can feel his love and presence at this time. Jane. Wow. 
on the sense that you're going to experience an overwhelming sense of comfort, that God will come through. And I just have the words watch and see. And the verse from Isaiah 43, verse 19. See, I'm doing a new thing. I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So I just pray that that's a real encouragement for you today. Gary, would you like to finish your time of prayer? Father God, I just thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, no matter what stage we're at in life and in intimacy with you. That, Father, we'll experience you no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing. And that, Father, you will help us each to grow in our capacity to trust you, our capacity to step out in faith and trust in you, our capacity to keep our eyes clearly focused on you and our ears listening to you. Just thank you, Lord, today in Jesus' name. Amen. We would love it if you could ask God who you could share this podcast with and let them know what you love about the podcast. Please feel free to subscribe and rate and review our podcast on your favourite podcast listener. Thank you so much for listening.